Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. What are the best things that have happened here in 2023, and what can we expect for this next year in 2024? Hey everybody, this is Chad Madden with the Grow Your Practice podcast, and in this episode, I'm going to do some reflection, and we're going to start with what went poorly here for us as private practice owners uh, looking back over 2023. Well, the first big thing, and maybe it's the only big thing, is we have increased pressure. This this is not new. If you're new to the podcast, um, then you're going to hear us talk a lot about, you know, we have declining reimbursements. We have another Medicare cut coming. Or if we're in a cash-based situation, we have uh, a decreased willingness to pay from the consumer. There's less free money floating around like we had back in 2021, 2022 with the, um, you know, the, the very large government subsidies that were going out into the marketplace. So there's less free cash flow for the average American, um, which also puts increased pressure on the private practice because now we have less um, expendable income per household. Uh, so declining reimbursements, declining revenue, uh, d- decline in willingness to pay for services. We have upward pressure on patient responsibility. So higher co-pays, higher deductibles for those of us that are in network. We have um, overall an increase in health spend, which seems like an amazing deal. I can recall uh, back in 2016, 2017, when I started reporting on the CMS.gov uh, annual expenditure reports, and we were spending roughly $10,000 per person um, in this country on healthcare. That number has now exceeded in 2022, um, $13,000 per year, which seems amazing. And you would think that if we're a private practice owner, um, a clinician in a growing economy, such as we are here in the US, that that would be great news for us. However, if we look at conservative care, there is a smaller percentage of that overall health spend, that $13,000 a year, a declining percentage of the overall healthcare spend that is going to conservative care. So that's uh, physical therapy, um, occupational therapy, speech, optometry, podiatry, chiropractic care, dentistry. Um, Those seven make up uh, conservative care. And then um, the other big thing that we have is uh, that that has not gone really well for us is a, a spike in costs. So I know for us, um, back in 2021, let me get that right. Yeah, 2021, um, we had opened up a 2,000 square foot clinic. And then uh, more recently, this this past year, we expanded that clinic, adding another 2,000 square feet. And our construction costs have tripled um, in in those just the that short time, in 24 months. So cost of space has gone up. Um, now you might be able to negotiate lower rents in some areas. Um, I, I, I've heard about that sporadically, especially in large metro areas. But in in outside of those large metro areas, being you know New York, San Francisco, etc., um, where there's there's mass vacancies, and you can definitely negotiate lower than historical rates, um, lower than market rates from two or three years ago. In most areas, the the costs are going up because um, 
the cost to build, new build, has gone up significantly. And that makes space more expensive because if space, if buildings are more expensive to build, there's less available um, on the market. So um, it, we're, we're seeing a lot of areas in the country that the that those costs are going up. I know for us, you know, down the street a year ago, somebody could go to work at Chick-fil-A for 20 bucks an hour. Um, that hopefully is going away a little bit, but you know, that makes it very difficult for us to hire unless somebody is passionate and they really just want to help people, which is a great culture match for us. Um, you know, in the past for a position, we might have over hundred applicants and that doesn't seem to be happening here uh, within the, this last year. Um, although that hopefully is getting under control here as we roll into 2024. Um, the other one is interest rates have gone up significantly. So I know um, on one um, commercial property that we own, mortgage rates are at 3%. Um, and I, I think uh, it, we, we even had a property that was locked in lower at 3%. And then um, for the newer rates that I looked at, um, not that are they're affecting us, but I know they're affecting other practices. Um, those interest rates are now seven, eight, nine percent, um, maybe even higher um, on their mortgages or their their business loans if they have a revolving credit line, things like that. Um, that's definitely effect- increased interest expense is is a very real issue. Um, and then the final thing that didn't go great for many practices is uh, regrettable departures. And so anytime that we have a team member leave, that I believe the way that Facebook uh quantifies it as it's a regrettable or non-regrettable departure non-regrettable pretty self-explanatory but that's where the person leaves and you know they weren't a, a core values fit for us or they weren't uh performing up to speed their the competencies weren't where they needed to be and it just wasn't the right fit a regrettable departure is where they were a core values match they were competent and they left for another opportunity and um, so I, I've heard increased reports of regrettable departures, uh, dramatic increase in because of the pressure on the cost of living, uh, team members asking for raises. So in the end, what do we have? Downward pressure on our income, upward pressure on our cost, shrinking profit margins. Uh, not a new story for us in private practice, but a very real one here, especially in 2023 kind of seems like everything's coming to a head. So that is my what did not go well column in the what went well. And this is going to be a little bit maybe shocking or counterintuitive at first, but anytime there is more pressure, I've always seen that in the end, maybe not immediately, but after time, anytime there's a high pressure situation, stress creates opportunity. And here's what I mean by that. If I'm in a town with 20 other practices and we're all facing downward pressure on reimbursements and our revenues, um, increased patient responsibility, um, increased cost of doing business, shrinking profit margins, I know that the the typical practice owner, fellow practice owner, is going to pull back by nature. They're going to maybe shelf their plans, compromise their plans to open another clinic. They're going to, they're going to pull back on their marketing that, you know, trying to gain more market share within the marketplace. Um, they're going to cut expenses, um, in some way. And 
and most of the time it's because personally they're relying they're putting a lot of pressure on the practice to generate their own personal income so they, they can make some uh ill-advised business decisions at the same time i you know i'm willing to go forward and actually lean in even more in those situations and i'll go back to the you know the financial crisis back in 2008 2009 we ended up buying a, a few properties during that time that were in a distressed situation because the interest rates on the properties had gone from uh 4% to 7% overnight and if you're talking about a you know 2 million dollar building or 3 million dollar building um a 3% rate hike can literally mean $5,000 7500 bucks a month extra in interest expense and if if a building owner is relying on that real estate solely for their income um and they can't cover that expense they're going to have to get out of that situation so we were able to buy some properties because we were somewhat prepared had cash on hand and um could help the owner out that we could get them out of that situation that they weren't in a position to handle and um those opportunities ended up turning out really well for us long term so i know that it, same thing you know in our private practice um there's there's not going to be a lot of uh, aggressive growth at this time in the marketplace and we're in a position um that we're able to do that so i know it creates some opportunity and what i want to finish with here is going through the three areas of practice and what it really means um, how we can apply this and by the way i'm sharing this with you so you can turn around and do the same thing um so for personnel you know we have uh because of that increased pressure on uh the cost of living and you know student loan the amount of student loan it's that's unreal to me that you know somebody can borrow 350 400 000 in student loans to get a dpt um at 10 percent interest and you know they're going to make a four thousand dollar payment every month for the, <laughs> the next 30 years that is a wild concept to me um you know to come out of school and make 60 70 80 90 thousand dollars a year um pretty rough trade-off but I understand that the team member is under a lot of stress under a lot um but they're looking for something and so you know one differentiator for our practice that we've created is we we can show somebody a ladder right so if they're if a prospective clinician is in front of us and they're just looking for a higher pay today I can tell you right now you can go to another setting and earn more today but I can show you how to be more valuable in the marketplace we can provide mentorship we can provide edu education we're providing future pacing and here's what it looks like you know for you to come in as a staff PT here's what it looks like to be a team leader here's what it looks like to be a clinical director here's what it looks like to be an equity partner and that um again that's an opportunity for us um in the marketplace so personnel think about you know how can you differentiate yourself um within the marketplace can you have a different sort of incentivization structure or you know where the clinician has more skin in the game and uh, also more reward lots of references on that but the, I, I would put some thought into that as you're moving forward here and planning for 2024. in marketing the you know with the increased health spend um it is more and more acceptable today than it was 20 years ago to for somebody to pay cash 
for their own health. I can recall it back when I came out of school in twenty in in uh, two thousand and had my first uh, my first physical therapy job. Somebody getting extremely upset, irate. Uh, I thought they were going to throw a chair in the waiting room because they went from a five dollar to ten dollar copay um, over over the change in the new year. So absolutely wild. That would have been like January of 20, uh, sorry, January of 2001. And so five to $10 copay, people would die for a $10 copay today. Um, and you know, for PTOT speech, et cetera. So conservative care is more and more accepted, uh, in the marketplace today than it was back then. Uh, back then it was the, the only way that, you know, somebody could get to a functional medicine doctor or a physical therapist or a chiropractor is through a professional referral. And uh, for the most part, we were considered um, alternative health. And that it, it is, it's mainstream today, right? You see reports um, in the news frequently of somebody going to see, you know, flying overseas to see a functional med doctor, um, it, it, whether it's on the profile professional athlete level or, you know, somebody who's a CEO or executive type, um, a celebrity, you know, they're seeing their physical therapist, lots of news stories like that. Conservative care is now mainstream. So it's more acceptable. It's more acceptable for somebody to pull out, um, you know, $4,000 out of their pocket in, in cash or, um, you know, take out a, a small loan to invest in their own health um, more so than, than years ago in the past. Um, so marketing, lots of opportunities there. We have more media channels. We have more platforms that we can be on. There is more media consumption than ever before. It is easier to reach the consumer than ever before and less expensive. So lots of tools there from email marketing to texting to online media with you know Meta and Alphabet, et cetera, um, that we can take advantage of and use to gain more market share. Um, and again, the other thing that I realize is that any time that um, any time that we have a stressful situation like we do right now, most practice owners are going to scale back their marketing efforts, their attempt to buy more market share um, if they do know how to do it. Um, yeah, so really just another differentiation point where you can separate yourself in the marketplace and gain more market share. Um, and then the final one is the financial. So, you know, a, a personal, we, we have seven clinics now and um, we were able to expand via cash. So I didn't really rely on leverage. Um, I think it creates some situations. So if you have a practice that's in a cash positive situation, you're likely to be able to access, access um, less expensive lending than your um, competitors within your marketplace or you utilize cash. So when we opened our yeah, six or seven clinics, we, we were using cash to expand. Same thing for adding um, any services or you know if you're buying a new Lightforce laser or something like that, we, we always like to have cash on hand to be able to do that. Um, another one under financial is the ability to add cash-based services, uh, which I just alluded to with the uh, Lightforce laser, but it, it, way more acceptable today to for somebody to come in for physical therapy and then buy a package of um, laser treatment or you know whatever it is that you're offering if it's small group fitness or personal training or nutritional counseling 
or hyperbaric oxygen therapy, whatever that might be, um, you know, anything else with Novus, shockwave, decompression, new fit, run DNA, um, all these additional services that we can provide to people, much more accepted today, easier to get us into a financial situation. And this is going to be my final point. Uh, Ten years ago, when we I went to my first speaking engagement here with Breakthrough, I had shared this idea of a patient experience funnel. And it's essentially six steps that anybody who is now part of what most of us call cold traffic marketing. So this is a person who doesn't know, like, and trust you yet out in the general marketplace that ultimately comes in and converts over to a paying patient. That um, there were three big mistakes that we were making as private practice owners. And one of those mistakes was no back end on the funnel. And that would be, so most of us at that time were thinking about our practice with no front end of the funnel. So that's primarily attraction. Then we have the core service, which is number three. That's the middle of the funnel. And that's where we're providing um, our typical treatments. So whether you know, you're providing uh, you know, dentistry service or optometry service or physical therapy, or whatever it might be, that, that's the clinical services that you're providing. And then after that, we have three steps. The first one is cash pay, cash-based services and upsells. So that somebody's coming into us for physical therapy, and now we we provide them with um, a laser package that's five hundred dollars, right? So that additional revenue is there. And then after that, so cash pays and upsells. Uh, the fifth step was uh, reactivation or return path. So past patients being reactivated for additional plans of care, and then the final step, step number six, was referrals. So word of mouth referrals from our growing list of raving fans. Now, at that time, I said, listen, there will be a day, and this isn't Nostradamic-like or anything like that. It's very much, uh, if you just think through the evolution of how businesses operate, that that clinical service over time gets driven down pretty hard, especially by larger institutions, insurance companies, et cetera. So it, it's not a new business cycle that we're encountering here as healthcare practitioners that are in conservative care in the US. This is what happens with most um, most industries. So that service is being driven down and that there may be a day where the services break even. That's almost where we're at here in private practice PT right now. And the only profitability, the only margin of safety will be in the back end of the funnel. Again, that was back in 2013, 2014, we started talking about that. And another way to think about this, it might be easier to see if we take out another business that everybody knows. So McDonald's, right, is selling you Big Macs, cheeseburgers, et cetera. That's what they were known for. The original McDonald's Brothers restaurant um, was known for their um, very affordable cheeseburgers. And I think it was, you know, 15 cents or something like that. So the McDonald's makes almost no margin at all. It's almost a break even on the cheeseburger. However, every time you go to order a Big Mac or a cheeseburger or filet of fish or whatever, the McRib, whatever it is that you're ordering, the person that's taking your order usually is going to ask, would you like a Coke and fries with that? Right. Um, and that is where they make the majority of their, their margin. So it's not made on the 
sell the cheeseburger, it's made on the Coke, which now is going to cost you, you know, two or three bucks and the fries. And um, that is where the profitability lies. We have to start thinking about that, especially if we're in a situation, um, if we have a practice where we're barely breaking even um, on our, our core service, whatever that core clinical service is that we're providing, especially if we're in network and we don't have the price elasticity where we can raise our rates um, and in terms of what we're receiving in revenue uh, from that that third party for that third party payer. So uh, in summary, in a nutshell, thinking back here to 2023, I think uh, we have increased pressure, right? The pressure has not reversed. And I think what that's going to do here forward is create a lot of opportunity. Um, a lot of opportunity for those that are you know willing to um, get more knowledge, especially by you know investing in themselves, looking for best practices, um, and ultimately, putting that that knowledge into into action, right? So you can easily go now and learn. I know we teach this all the time, just getting off a, a couple of calls here today for owners that are going through our courses, but teaching them how to add a cash-based service, how to drop a lowest payer, how to renegotiate rates, um, how to attract more of their best payers, um, how to roll out an incentivization program, uh, for their their team for their practice. So all of those things are very learnable. And I think you know the the future, the market share, the the increased value in the marketplace is going to go to those owners who are willing to go out and learn and then implement into their practice as well. And it is a great time for opportunity more so than ever before. When everything's going well, it's very difficult to differentiate and and compete when things are going, uh, not so well, it's really an opportunity for you to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Anyhow, uh, hope you enjoy this episode. hope uh, I gave you some breakthroughs, cognitions, realizations that you can take forth and plan um, an excellent 2024 and really gain more market share, provide more high quality of care uh, within your marketplace, helping people in your area overcome, in your community, overcome their healthcare challenges uh, naturally by the services that you provide. Hope you enjoy this again and have a happy new year. See everybody. Hey everybody, Chad Madden here and want to tell you about our upcoming, upcoming event here in 2024. We're going back to the implementation bootcamp. This is where you're working live on your practice in a group filled with other practice owners. And this specifically is around mastering your profits. So it's a breakthrough boot camp, master your profits. It's February 8th through 10th in Orlando, Florida. Uh, you're going to be right there in Disney. If you want to, you know, make it a, a family vacation on as well around the bookends, I'll be doing that. My family will be down the week before, uh, before the event, but it's going to be awesome specifically because of what's happening in private practice right now. You already know the, the details. You're likely feeling this right now, downward pressure on reimbursements, upward pressure on cost, creating a lot of problems for us. And I wanna share a quick story with you before I tell you exactly uh, about the sessions, about the, the speakers that are gonna be there that you're gonna to wanna to hear from as well, and the setup. So a few years ago, uh, we had a financial crisis in the country, 2007, 2008. And uh, at that time in, in 2009, in the middle of it, I um, literally, we were really struggling in private practice. I There was a point I did not think that we were gonna make it through. And uh, it kind of left me in a funk for about two years. We had lost some staff. 
Um, the I it took on a lot of space. I think we were up to 12,000. We went from 4,000 to 12,000 square feet in less than a year and uh, created a lot of problems for myself. I was in an absolute funk, stopped investing in myself. And what bounced me out of it is I had a friend, a friend's name was Kevin. Kevin was like, hey, you need to come to this event. And it was a, an event for small business owners. But he said, you know, I really think, you know, that this is for you. Um, and I'd been talking with Kevin almost daily for years. Um, anyhow, he was, I, I tried to get out of it last minute. I said, listen, I have too much to do at work. I have too much other stuff going on with my family. There's no way that I can make the time. And he stopped and he pulled me aside and he said, listen, uh, you need to invest in yourself. He said, I got you a ticket, show up to the event. You will not regret it. And what was weird is I went to the event ended up buying a stack of books, which are still on my bookshelf here, and it completely transformed our practice. And that's the same exact spark that I'm guessing that you might be looking for a little catalyst. I know some owners will say, I need a little kick in the rear end, uh, kick in the tail, uh, but that's the same exact catalyst that this event can give you. And especially if you're looking for more profitability. So What's in store for you? Um, we're gonna do you know, a macro overlook of everything that's going on, the state of PT, and everything that's in store for us in 2024. We're gonna be walking through the Profit Leak Audit. This was the transformative uh, exercise that I went through that completely changed how we were looking at our profitability um, in my own private practice, and how other owners are doing that as well. We're gonna go over the four profit levers in depth and how you can implement each one of those. And you're not just gonna be hearing from me, um, you're also going to be hearing from other owners that are currently implementing this and are successful in their own private practices. Other owners from all over the country, Florida, Texas, Pennsylvania, Michigan, California, etc. We're also going to be going over the, the pro forma. I'll be uh, spicing this up a notch where in the past you've likely have seen one in the way that we teach it in the course is, you know, month one, um, which was yesterday, your PL over to uh, a monthly thing for um, sometime in the future, right? So uh, you've seen the pro forma tool. We're gonna, I'm gonna show you the exact five-year tool that we're now using. And I'll even share with you that the 13 year that Mike and I put together back in 2017 um, in terms of uh, our forecast and I'll update you how well that's working um, and some of the shortfalls that have happened along the way. But you'll be hearing, uh, Again, uh, you'll, you'll have the tool, you'll have the more advanced tool, and you'll learn exactly how to use that for your practice. We're gonna be going through live examples as well. Lots of live examples. I know that's the number one thing that's requested. Uh, in the past, I shared a lot of my numbers. I'll be bringing that back and share actual reports from my private practice. And I think we're gonna get a, a few other owners to do the same. Um, I know in the past, you've heard from owners that are implementing like Tony Sears, Sean Weatherston, Jennifer Ratner, Lance Gross, Chris Gordos, Deepak, all have been on the stage willing to share. I expect the same exact thing here at this event. We're gonna be going uh, through patient conversion with people that are actively doing the patient conversion right now. Software training with Sarah Pierce, very much looking forward to that. Uh, Sarah's awesome. Uh, workshop presenting, uh, Mary DeLong, Bob Kowalik, Mark Callanin, uh, John Logar, you remember uh, John Logar from Australia, the uh, healthcare trends expert will be coming back. I, I know Chris Redding has also uh, been invited as well. Um, the, yeah, so we're going to be, uh, it's gonna be jam-packed. We'll be doing live implementation sessions. So where you'll be learning and then you'll be implementing it right away well in, in, into your practice. 
We're gonna um, have uh, mastermind sessions as well and the round tables with the breakouts because they've been such a hit. If you haven't registered already, the day to get the uh, your, your cheapest ticket, your least expensive ticket is right now, save the most money, register. Once you register, you'll be getting details um, on the hotel as well. Um, I'm sure that's somewhere on this page or in this email. But um, yeah, so you get the link, the discount link for the hotel room as well. This is an event you will not want to miss, especially with everything that's happening in private practice PT. I'll see you there.